Hello, hello, and welcome to the show. You're listening to the We Podcast, and I'm your host, Sarah Menares. I believe that we all need a space to speak our authentic truth, as well as a space to hear the truths of real and vulnerable people so that we can better understand that we are not alone. Hearing the experiences of others encourages us to step into the light in our own lives. It is through owning our stories and learning to speak our truth that we are able to grow and rise above the challenges we face and step into the full power of all we were created to be. You will hear many topics discussed in this space with people from all over the world. We hope that you feel welcomed into a community of growth and that this space will invite you to uncover the absolute greatness that is already inside of you. Oh, and don't forget, check out all the We Podcast episodes as well as the We Spot blog over at thewespot.com. Are you ready? Let's dive in. Hey girl, it's me. You're listening to episode number 70, Business and Communication. In this episode, I get to talk with Amy Talent. With a passion for communication and business, Amy uses her background and skills to help companies, government agencies, and organizations achieve their goals through the business her and her husband founded, The Talent Company. Amy has a bachelor's degree in human communication with an emphasis in public relations from the University of Northern Colorado. Go Bears! Yes! (laughs) In over 10 years of experience in communication as a public information officer, event management, and organizational structure planning, she spent five years with a local fire district focusing on public information during emergency incidents and holds the title and certifications of public information officer. Amy is also a councilwoman for the town of Johnstown, Colorado, and volunteers with a number of groups within the Front Range, including Chambers of Commerce and nonprofits. Outside of Talent Co., Amy enjoys spending time at home with her amazing husband and three kids. If you are a business owner or you just want to know more about the power of communication, you will absolutely love this episode. So I cannot wait to dive in. Here we go. Here is my interview with Amy. Episode of the We Podcast. I'm very excited to have the amazing Amy Talent here with me today. I'm so excited to talk with you in this space, Amy. Thank you so much for being here. Well, thank you for having me. It's like a dream to be on your podcast. I love what you've been doing. You've been kicking butt around the area, and I'm so excited to sit and talk with you. Yay, thank you. (laughs) Well, ditto. I'm excited to hear how you're kicking butt because I see it all the time on social media. (laughs) It's awesome. So I like to start out usually by kind of how we met. And so we met in Johnstown at our office building, right? Is that the first time we met? It was. I met you when I wanted to rent from you. And I just remember your bubbling, smiling personality. 
funny. And I remember I met your husband that day too. And I went home and I was like, Jesse, these people rock. And I told my husband how much I love the two of you. Oh, I love that. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. And over the time together, you did end up renting and we got to know each other a little bit better, which I'm so grateful for. And you are totally kicking butt with lots of things in Johnstown in your community and beyond your community, the town of Johnstown. And so I really want to dive into all of that, but I also want our listeners to have an opportunity just to get to know you as a person as well. So yeah, do you want to start out, give us some background about you, like where are you from? your kids, you know. Absolutely. I've got four areas of my life that I really designate. I've got my faith, my family, my business, and my community. So I have an amazing husband who's an artist and former firefighter, Jesse. He's my absolute best friend. He calls, he has names for us. He calls me the unstoppable force and he's the immovable rock. (laughs) So we work out so well together and he's just the best. Um, I have three kiddos that are 10, seven, and three now, uh, two boys and a girl. So my family just means so much to me. And um, then there's my business. I, I own the talent company and we are focused on helping people communicate better. And I have such a passion for communication. And if I boil down the skill I've been given in life, it's to help people communicate better. That could be interpersonally, digitally, for business to consumer, any of those areas. But I love to help people communicate. And then I have my community side of things where we're, our company and myself personally are involved in the community. I sit on Johnstown Town Council proudly. Um, I'm the first woman in 20 years on Johnstown Town Council and the only one within my age group and one that has, um, you know, a mom with young kids and a business owner. And so I love the opportunity to be on Johnstown Town Council and I serve with some of the coolest men I know. Mm, that's awesome. So that's yeah. me. In a nutshell. (laughs) Awesome. So are you from here? Actually, I grew up in Phoenix. I lived in Phoenix till I was um, about 13, 14 years old. And I remember crying all the way (laughs) driving to Colorado because I had learned I was moving to a town that had just gotten paved streets in Erie. (laughs) Coming from (laughs) Scottsdale, I didn't even know that that was a thing that towns couldn't have paved streets. So I cried the entire 14, 16 hour drive. And, but then my parents were so right. And there was a life here for us that they saw that I didn't at that time. I met my best friend and my husband in high school and we've just built a beautiful life here and I am so grateful to my parents for saying yeah I know she'll be upset now but later this is what's best for her mm, yeah yeah that's definitely hard to see at 14 isn't it sure. yeah. <laughs> but later it's all worked out well yes later I'm so, looking back it was just the best decision my parents could have made for us Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah. It's hard to move. That's a hard age to move at. Yeah. I mean, you couldn't pay me to go back to middle school anyways. There's just uh-huh. no money in the world. Not even like, I can even like volunteer in the middle school. I am great with elementary school and high school kids, but those poor middle schoolers, man, it's just a hard season of life. <laughs> it is. I agree. <laughs> those were terrible years for me. Yeah. Terrible. Yes. <laughs> I say in sixth grade, I was blessed with mono. Like, nice. yes, <laughs> you just avoid it. 
Oh, it was that's the been biggest blessing. blessing ever. Yes, <laughs> that I didn't have to go to school very much. Yeah. Oh, and I bet you were so much better for it. <laughs> I was. Yes, yeah. it was amazing. Mm -hmm. All right, so you made it through that, and now here you are, a force. What does your husband call you? He calls me the unstoppable force. The unstoppable force. Nice. <laughs> That's a good one. That's going to be your title of this episode. Oh, I love that. I love that. He will love that too. <laughs> but let's talk about this, like becoming an un unstoppable force. One thing that you um, are really seasoned in and, and do well is business. And I know a lot of, well, all of your four areas, um, but I know a lot of the listeners are like mompreneurs, moms who have, you know, started their own business or have a side gig. That's yep. really popular nowadays, yep. seems like. Um, it's really interesting to me how many moms are now working from home doing like network marketing or Absolutely. something and also being full-time moms at the same time. Right? Isn't it such a hard hat to wear, mompreneur? I mean, being an entrepreneur is a scary season of life, and being a mom is probably even scarier. <laughs> I mean, I, before I had kids, I had the perfect plan to be the perfect mom, <laughs> but then I had kids, and that just went out the window. Mm -hmm. You're just, you are what you are, and you are who you made to be. And if you're willing to take risk and really lean into the way you were created and what your skills are, even as a parent, even as a business owner, you just do it so much better in life. The synergy of your life comes together when you do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. So we've got women wearing all these hats. And one thing you do is you kind of help them, right? With the hats, is that what your business is I all do. about? Yeah, so we really started as a communications firm. And I say communication because I hate the word marketing or advertising or anything like that. When you boil down what you're doing, it's communication. And communication is between two people most of the time. And if it's a friendship forming, if it's a relationship forming, even from business to consumer, it should be a one-on-one -on -one relationship. So we really, really talk about communication. But we even need to take a step back from there because we find a lot of our clients aren't ready for the success that comes with great communication. So we almost take a month doing some really strong business coaching and making sure that they're ready for success and that they're, you know, as confident as they can be about success. And they're confident in their skills of as an individual, but also as a business owner. And that's probably my favorite part of what we do is sitting down, looking at that business owner and saying, why did you choose this life? What problem were you solving? What do you do to help people? And then you just see this fire in their eyes and they become alive and they talk about it. And you really get back to the basics of why someone chose to be a business owner. Cause it's not an easy life to choose. And most same people don't do it to be a business owner because it's a lot of work. Mm -hmm. But if you can take a moment, bring them back and say, why did you do this? It ignites a spark in them and it ignites one in us too, to tell that story. Mm -hmm. mm. I love that. You just like totally said something that I don't know if it's not necessarily like a gut punch or, but the ready for success part, it's really interesting because this is something I've been thinking of behind 
the scenes lately. Like, am I ready really for this next level? Like, am I ready for this really to go to where I really want it to be? And what does that look like? And so sometimes I think that's a holdback area for people for sure. Yep. Streamlined strategic communication should be bringing you consistent clients to you. It should be bringing consistent success to you. But if you're not ready for a huge client influx to come in, um, first above everything else, you've got to make sure your customer experience is there because they're ultimately the people that are going to brag about you more than anything else and create your sustained success. So you've got to be able to give them the tools to, to communicate for you. Um, you've got to, one of my, um, one of my clients said, you're our biggest cheerleader. And that meant so much to me. That just stuck with me because we are. Their success means that we're successful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you do lots of, uh, I think we were talking before we press record about mm -hmm. shouting people out and encouraging them and um, speaking speaking for them, maybe if they're not totally the, to the place yet where they like to talk about themselves. <laughs> right. Those are my favorite clients, the ones that are good people and they're too humble to talk about themselves. But you'll hear stories about them all the time. I mean, we have a client who's just one of the coolest guys I've ever met in my life. And every year he gives every person that he says is a member of his team, which he includes my company into that, he gives them $100 each and asks them to go in the world and do something good with that $100. But he doesn't want any promotion for that. I, he would be so mad if I said what the company was right now because he doesn't want any of that. He mm -hmm. wants to do good in the world and he wants to make sure that his team has the access to do good in the world. And those are the people that I love to work with. He would never tell that story, but he's an amazing individual to do something like that. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Mm, I love it. So let's talk about you starting your business and I think it's interesting that you and your husband are both entrepreneurs, like you're both in this business, which really means you are all in. Oh yeah. Yeah. There's no alternative. <laughs> this right. is it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> which I find a lot of people in my situation where like the husband works, the wife has her own business mm -hmm. or vice versa, but right. not a lot of situations where both, uh, sure people are, you know, doing the business together. So give us a little bit of background and how you guys got started. Yep. Well, it's really funny because I'm raised by entrepreneurs. So it's completely within my realm that this was just what I was going to do in life. My husband was not. He was raised by two people who worked their butts off, who took care of their family well, but they both had full-time jobs to do that. Um, so it's really unique for him and I to come together and talk about how things come in our business. But one thing we realized early on in our marriage was that we wanted to have the flexibility to be there for our family first. And that is what was most important. And that's what we even continue in growing our team. Now the biggest thing is offering flexibility so they can be there when a kid is sick. They can be there when a kiddo has a play date or they can be there for their own mental health day. There's just some days where you just say, Nope, not happening. And we want our team members and we want ourselves to be able to have the bandwidth to take that day when we need it so that we can be better the next day. Um, and so when Jesse and I, I remember I had a notebook and I wrote down everything I wanted in my life. And it wasn't 
It wasn't a salary. It wasn't specific job titles or anything like that. It was, I want to be free more than anything else. Being constricted makes me just feel like asking someone permission to go to a doctor's appointment just makes me sick to my stomach. That's just Mm -hmm. not me. But I wanted the freedom that comes with being a business owner. And I don't mind hard work. I mean, on that list, I remember it said I wanted something that made me work hard and something that inspired me and something that made me show my kids that we are built to work and we're supposed to work. And I wanted them to have a life of watching us enjoy what we did with our life because so many of us take a job because it's a great job that gives great benefits, but we miss that passion part of our life. And I guess I'm just someone that refused to miss that passion in my mm-hmm. life. And it's also really funny because I grew up thinking I was this big rule follower and that I was just this golden girl that did what she was supposed to do. But if I look back, I was so resistant to what everybody else was doing. And this is something I've just realized about myself in the last year is that I'm the rebel actually. And that's such a weird word for me to see next to my name or to think of it in that capacity. But I like to do things differently. I like to lead the battle, lead the charge and to bring people together to create success. And you can't always do that the way that everybody else does that. You have to be the rebel to do that. Mm -hmm. And it's fun to be the rebel. It's fun to be like, why are we doing it this way? (laughs) It is fun. It is fun. Yeah. And I think necessary in a lot of ways for being in your own business. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. You have to be able to, I think that's probably the, one of the biggest things Jesse says of why our company is successful is because we consistently adapt. There's, if I looked back a year ago, if I look back six months ago, we do things differently since that time, because we just have to consistently adapt. And some of that is due to we're in the communication field. So Facebook changes every single day and we need to adapt to that. But some of that is just saying, what do our clients actually need and how can we give that to them? And making that the base of all the work we do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about communication. Um, you said that you love to help people communicate better. Um, yes, me too. (laughs) You know, I just think so many problems could be solved by the ability to talk better with each other and the ability to also shut up and listen. That's something that I've learned over the last couple of years. I was so eager to tell my story and what I had done in life that I was forgetting to listen to others. And that is where you learn more than anything else is when you just are quiet and you hear what's going on around you. I had a day last week where um, I was so excited because I love my job. I love what I do. And I had planned a whole day with no meetings to get a ton of work done. And I was stoked about that. Um, But somehow it was just divine guidance that one after another, people kept coming into my office that I hadn't seen in a while, or that just clearly needed to have a conversation and needed to talk to someone. And some of them were going through really hard things. And I just believe that If I open up my day and I open up my to-do list to do what is set before me and to communicate with the people before me and to talk to them about how they can communicate differently, it makes all the difference in the world. And if I can teach my, if it starts with my business clients to teach them how to communicate better, it's my goal that they bring that home in their relationship with their spouse and with their children and with their loved ones. Mm -hmm. Um, Because really communication should be a dialogue. It shouldn't be a monologue at any point. And so for people to take a moment, hear what people are saying 
it makes a big difference. And if you truly listen and, and also one of my biggest things that I teach in communication is that if you know the person in front of you has good intentions and love towards you, you have to realize they're not going to always say things perfectly. My husband is an awesome communicator, but there's times where he says something that I could easily be the wife that's like, what did you just say to me? Or I could be the wife that could be like, there's no way that he meant it that way because his heart's too full of love for me. And sometimes you have to look at people that way. Mm, I love that. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's powerful. I mean, cause I think in my work that I do with people, communication is huge. And in couples therapy, you know, it all comes down to communication. Are people actually talking about the problems? Are they actually uh, listening? Like you said, that listening is a part of communication. <laughs> exactly. And one thing that we do frequently in our company and just in our life, even if my husband and I are having a minor disagreement, we both try to do this is we try to repeat back to the other one, what we think we heard. And many times right away, you can see that that's where the problem is, is he mm-hmm. said this, but I heard this. And they're two very different things. So if you take one moment, especially in um, spousal relationships, but also in business relationships, when you're talking with a client, if they say, I'm having a, I'm having trouble with this, then you repeat that back to them because A, you're showing them that you're listening, but B, you're also registering it in your own mind to say, this is a problem for them and I can solve that, but you're keeping that at the forefront. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's awesome. Love it. All right. So communication, you would say, is one of the top things we need in our life? Absolutely. I mean, think of, if you can really, um, if you can really start to understand not how you speak at someone, but how someone understands how you're speaking, if you can really understand that relationship in front of you, think of how many things that can change. We're all so eager to talk, even in a digital age, and we're all so eager to be heard. But if we're taking a moment instead and realizing, first of all, especially online, you are talking to a person, whether you realize it or not, and the computer screen's in front of you, and you're more bold because it's digital, that's still a person that you're talking to. So mm-hmm. even when we have um, clients that maybe someone's putting up a bad review about them or something like that, how we respond to that b- bad review speaks more volumes than anything else. So if we have a bad review for a client, we'll talk to our clients, see what the situation was, but we will respond with, we want to talk to you about this. Please call us, please come in. Please let us have the chance to talk to you. And it's really, again, building relationships but the strongest relationships happen with good communication. So it's even us training our clients and we might go to some of these when that person comes in to have that conversation as a reminder of client, it's time for you to be quiet as much as possible. You should nod your head. You should repeat back to them so they know you're engaged, but otherwise your words should be very limited at that point. Mm Mm-hmm. And in the business world, it's also the best way to seal a deal. Honestly, I mean, if you sit down and you're listening to what your client's problems are, we're so eager to take our marketing and to say, or take any company's marketing and to say, this is what you need and this is what you need and you should buy this or you should do this. But if you take a moment and sit across from your prospective clients and just let them talk, you hear the words they are using for their problems. And that's what you should in turn put into your own marketing because you've clearly proven that's what your potential clients have a problem with. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, <clears throat> yeah. I you said something a second ago. <clears throat> Sorry, excuse me. <laughs> um, if you could, I, I wanted. I, I feel like I'm going to say it wrong, but it, it was like if you could see how the other person is hearing you. Um, and I'd like you to dig into that a little bit yeah. more. Like, what do you absolutely exactly? So this is kind of the concept that of you worrying about yourself more than others and really worrying about what you need to say all the time and, and making sure that you're heard. But if you want to be heard appropriately, you need to understand where that other person is at and what their life story has been a little bit so you can alter how you speak to them um, and so that they can hear what you're saying and the words that will stick with them. And so you might have um, someone across from you that you are really trying to um, tell your entire story to because it's a proud story and all of our stories are proud and I do believe we should tell our stories. Um, but wouldn't it be better if you knew about that individual first and could have a me too conversation versus I, 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 but if someone's sitting across from you and you, they say, you know, I, or you ask a question like, how was your childhood or, or what did you, sports did you do growing up? And then you start a conversation of, oh, I played softball too. Or yeah, actually, you know, my dad left when I was young as well. And right away you have a relationship and a connection that you wouldn't have if you didn't take a second to calm down, be quiet and listen to them. Mm -hmm. Relationships are more about you learning from that person than them learning from you. And if everyone goes into a relationship with that aspect, it changes the entire communication. Yeah. You never know where someone's past is. You never know what has hurt them, what has helped them, what has brought them down, what has picked them up until you sit down and really get to start to know somebody and that you listen to them. Right. Why do you think we're so self-focused in our communication? You know, what scares me more than anything is the, and I'm sure everyone says this, but the youth and how they communicate. I mean, they're just used to communicating in a digital world where they can say whatever they want. There's not repercussions for their actions. Um, and so sometimes we take this effect and we say, um, all right, that's it. No more social media, no more this, no more that, no more phone, no more computer. Instead of taking the time to teach children how to behave, um, and we even have run into this in our own community. We just had a school issue that came through, and some people were for it, and some people were against it, but they forgot they were talking to people, and the children were watching us, how we speak, because they were on those outlets, and what a better opportunity to show how we behave online, show how we communicate, and let children watch the great impacts of that, but I've seen far more adults be terrible to each other online than children ever have. And where do you think mm -hmm. that they're learning those skills? It's completely from us. And mm -hmm. so I think we are at a crucial juncture in life of teaching our children and showing with action how we communicate and how we treat one another. And that it is, and as adults, we have to understand it is digitally for them as well, but we have to teach them what interpersonal communication is as well and how to succeed mm -hmm. in that. Yeah. I agree. That's good. The modeling is so powerful. It is. I have some people that are amazing leaders in our community, especially to children, and they have decided to just not be on social media because they just don't want to deal with it. And they don't like what it does for our children. And I, I hear that and I get that. But what an opportunity we have to show them 
this is how you share good news. This is how mm-hmm. you build each other up. This is how we all come together because I love our community. I don't think there's ever been a community I love as much as the one I'm in. And it just breaks my heart when we don't take a second and realize that's your neighbor that you're yelling at, or that's mm-hmm. someone's mom, someone's sister. And just be nice, calm down. We can work this out. We can have a civil conversation, but remember our values. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think too, like thinking about what we've been taught in the past about communication is coming to like conversations with this like um, armor on, you know, um, rather than being vulnerable and saying it's hard to say this is where I'm really at or you know this scares me if this happens or this hurt me I think people have a really hard time communicating those kinds of things but and because they do then they come from this place of well I'm just going to be mean and angry and that's a protected way to communicate Absolutely. I mean, we can, we can, we could talk all day about how the digital world is changing our interpersonal world, but I think what it's going to take is, and and I can see this in so many different areas of life, but it's really going to take yours and I generation to say, this is how we behave and this is what we do because we're kind to one another and because we respect one another. But I think we're in a crucial stage that if we as parents of younger children don't start doing that, they're going to have much harder decisions and much harder life later on. And I mean, I just consistently worry about this is our world right now. What can it turn into before my children are adults? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And how much that could be solved by just listening and speaking to each other with intention and purity and a good heart. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I love that. Well, this is a good maybe segue because I know a lot of what you do in your job is social media and I love social media for a while. I did not like it. (laughs) (laughs) I was terrified of it. Um, now I like it. Yeah, it's, it's everything. It's my business. It's, it's huge. plays a huge role in my life. Um, but this is really an area of expertise for you. And so because it is becoming so necessary in a lot of ways, and people are really fighting that, I think, um, yes. for lots of different reasons. But can you speak to social media and like Absolutely. how it can positively play a role, what you think the role of social media is now and maybe in the future? I know that's a huge question. So. No, I hear you. That's what, <laughs> that's honestly one of the crucial junctures I think that we're at is that, um, social media was created and intended to have a network of people to be able to communicate more. Years ago, it was, I mean, probably just two, three years ago, people were spending an average of 23 minutes a day on social media. The stat for 2019 is two hours and 22 minutes a day on social media. So that explains a lot of how we treat one another, first of all, but it also explains a lot of how we're able to connect and reach people now and how if you can be a leader that is positive and authentic online, that's going to shine in huge ways because so many people aren't. 
And um, there's a friend I have online who owns um, uh, face-to-face marketing in Carbon Valley. And Jenny puts on the most positive content. And I, I literally look forward to whatever she is posting because it is happy. It's um, surprising tidbits or facts. And she just does this fantastic job of being positive online. Um, there's another woman, Carol, that I'm friends with. And, and she's with uh, Banner Health, and she just posts the most authentic things and funny things and quippy and community-engaged things, but I look forward to seeing what those two women are going to post, and that's what I want to be online. That's what I want my company to be online. That's what I want my clients to be online is not only a resource for what they're selling or what they're doing, but a resource for inspiration in the world that people are looking forward to seeing what they have to say. And truthfully, where else are you going to be able to have someone have um, your business in front of someone for two hours and 22 minutes a day, that individualistic when they're literally, it's right in front of their face for two Mm -hmm. hours a day. I mean, where else are you going to find that marketing? Right. It's true. And so You said a key word there, and I think it's leader. Like, Mm -hmm. I think it's needing to be a leader online and not, because there's a difference between getting on and scrolling through, you know, all the drama and negativity and then engaging in that. And that is super toxic. It is. Absolutely. So you have a couple choices there. You can either, one thing that we say frequently is the sane are silent. So the sane aren't necessarily arguing back and forth, uh, but I will tell you they're absolutely watching it and they're seeing what happens, but they are the quieter bunch, which is difficult because you have the choice of either being quiet and not engaging in that or being in the comment thread and probably getting yelled at, but saying, hey guys, I hear what you're saying here. I hear what you're saying here what do you think about this solution? And I think honestly, if people just start posting solutions online instead of attacks, it would change how we communicate a lot. Mm -hmm. And it would bring new ideas, new engagement. It would be great for communities. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. I see it as hopefully, you know, a tool that's getting more and more powerful as far as social change goes than, Mm -hmm. you know, a tool to uh, be negative and say negative things about people. And, you know, we've changed so much in how we communicate, but there's some basics that are still there. So one of my favorite communication lines is what Susie says of Sally says more of Susie than Sally. And that's, we still know that we know there's people out there that are just going to be angry and mad. And I mean, there's a community that I was involved in before and they have, an incredibly toxic Facebook community. And it's like what the entire town engages in. But we forget that that's your neighbor. That's the guy you're having a beer with at the concert. Mm -hmm. Like that's, that's who they are. And you just have to pause and remember that you're talking to a person. This is interpersonal communication. It is not just yelling across the street. Right. Right. Getting away from that dehumanization that has happened with social media and all kinds of things. I think media in general dehumanizes Mm -hmm. people, but it's the same concept of like, I could be driving down the street and be really mad at the person in front of me because they're a really crappy driver. (laughs) And then they pull over and I realize it's my friend. (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh yeah. Uh-huh. I've been there. <laughs> now, all of a sudden it changes. Yeah. It's like, oh yeah. And I mean, some of that you could be like, oh, I forgot they had a really bad day yesterday. I need to check in on them or something yes. like that. But if you just the person that cuts you off on the road, the person that angers you, sometimes we forget there's grace in this life. And there's a moment to just say, that's okay. They're going to do what they're going to do. And I'm going to give them the grace to do that. And there's limits on grace. Absolutely. But Mm -hmm. we all have our days and we all have our moments. And so that's when I'm talking about taking the step back and seeing the intention of the person in front of you, I think that's key for communication. Mm -hmm. Does that person love you? Does that person want what's best for you? Then they probably didn't mean it that way. And if you have a question about it, ask it that way. That's one of the biggest things in my relationship is I can say to my husband, Jesse, did you mean to say it this way? Because that's how I heard it. And he'll be like, oh my gosh, no, I didn't intend that at all. And I can also see that sometimes I'm crazy and I took this leap <laughs> that, I, that I did not need to take. And mm-hmm. sometimes women, we do that. And sometimes we need to take a step back and say, they couldn't have meant it that way. But mm-hmm. sometimes you do also have to put boundaries in your relationship. When If the person's in front of you and you know they are not happy with you and their intention is not pure, then you have to figure out what is toxic and what isn't toxic in your life. And sometimes you have to step away from those people. Mm-hmm. Because communication matters and communication can hurt a lot. Yeah, totally. I was just having a conversation with somebody yesterday about uh, how you can't even make a truly like uh, totally informed decision about a situation with somebody unless you have fully communicated because we tend to want people to read our minds and say like, oh, well, if they love me, then they're going to say this to me. Or if they care about me, they're going to do this. Um, And we don't take responsibility for our own need to communicate what we need. And, you know, this is what I need from you. Uh, This is what something we need to communicate or uh, whatever. It has to be put out there to give the other person an opportunity to respond. And you don't really know about that person until you have given them an opportunity to truly respond to you. So some people will say, oh my gosh, no, I did not mean that at all. And then some people will be like, well, yeah, I did mean that. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. But there's one of my other favorite sayings is let your yes mean yes and your no mean no. You're supposed to be intentional with your words. You're supposed to consider them before you spit them out. We're not just supposed to react all the time. We are supposed to take a moment and say, how is this person going to take what I want to say? If everyone just took a minute to think about where that person is before those words are spoken, and if I said this in a different setting, would it be appropriate? Is this the right way to talk to this person? Is this the right way for me to have a relationship with this person? And also the future side of things. Do I want to continue a relationship with this person? Mm -hmm. A lot of that can be handled through communication. Yes. (laughs) But let your words have meaning. Don't just keep saying the same thing. Let your yes mean yes and your no mean no. Mm Mm, I love it. It's so good. It just simplifies things so much. Right? Um, really? <laughs> I mean, especially 
as women, we are always like, oh, maybe we can make that work. Maybe that'll, that'll come together. Let's see. And then you probably have 10 more emails, two more coffees to talk all these things through. And it's not even something that fit within your life in the first place. Mm -hmm. And so one thing that um, we did early on is most businesses have mission statements of what their purpose is. If it doesn't fall within that mission statement or the vision and values, then you can easily say no to it. Your mm -hmm. home should have a mission statement as well. Your home and your personal life should have boundaries. And so in our home mission statement, it's funny because it even says things like, like, I love kids. I really do. But I love my kids a lot more. <laughs> <laughs> when I was younger, I babysat all the time. Mm -hmm. But I am awesome at picking up a meal or making a meal for someone and bringing it to them in a hard time. I'm not awesome at watching their kids in the, if they're going through a hard time, but mm -hmm. that's what it is for me. And that's the way I can give without overburdening or, or hurting myself or my family ultimately. And so a home mission statement or a personal mission statement also allows you to easily say yes or no to things that are asked of you. Mm -hmm. I love that. That's so good. Yes do what fits for you, not what you think you have to be or should be doing and, and walk confidently in that. I think we have a hard time walking confidently in our no. Uh, <laughs> we just say yes all the time. <laughs> all the time and then we're exhausted and we're not who we're supposed to be. And right. that's, if I can give one piece of advice to anyone, especially a woman thinking of starting a business or anything like that, is that you were created with specific skills and you were created to shine in a very specific way. And it's been a lesson of mine for the last couple of years is, yeah, I could totally fix that. But am I supposed to? Is that something I'm supposed to be working on? Is that within the realm of gifts that I've been given? Or would my time be better spent on something that is clearly within the synergy of my life? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And always when I pick something in the synergy of my life, it goes so much farther and does so much better than the things that were wrong that I just said yes to out of obligation. Mm -hmm. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I, in the last two, three years, I have been aligning like m my life in general in getting rid of things that I really don't want to be doing um, things that I was like afraid of letting go of before because of either the income or whatever. Um, and it's so true that once you finally do that and you say no and you like actually stand by it, how that space opens for Absolutely. sure in the I ways that you want it to. Huh? Absolutely. I completely believe in that. There's so many people I know, and even myself, I, I still go back and forth with everything that's offered and presented to me as an opportunity in my life. And it's hard to say no to things because you never want to let anyone down, but you're not fit to do everything. You're meant to do specific things. And the other side of it is I've seen business owners that um, they they realize that concept, they see it. And they're like, you know what? I'm going to start saying no to some things so I can increase some other things. And they start the process, but then they get fearful and they go right back to their original things. Mm -hmm. It takes commitment and dedication to open your life up to the destiny that's planned for you, but it's not easy to do so. It's incredibly fearful. It's been the last year of my life is being fearful of making all these changes but the changes that I know in my heart I was supposed to make and I know in my gut I'm good at have only brought success because that's what I was made to do and that's what I'm going to do. Mm -hmm. 
preach. It's good. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So for people listening, because, um, you know, when you're first starting out a business, it's difficult, I think, to have the funds to pay for help in different areas. Um, And a lot of people are doing all of the entry level, like the beginning steps by themselves. Sure. And so what do you have tips for them? Like what's a really good place to start? What should they be doing on social media? And, and then at what point, so this is like three questions, do they reach out and hire someone and, and stop doing it alone? Sure. So the first thing, um, when you're starting a business, if you're thinking about it, for me, what works the best is to have a blank sheet of paper in front of me. Can't be technology. It can't be anything like that, but I essentially create almost a web where right in the center, it has my name and then it has the four areas of my life. I do this actually every January to make sure I'm still on track with what I want out of my life. Then I basically create webs off of each of those four areas to make sure that this is what I want in life. This is what's going to make me happy. And then I build a business off of that because when you become a business owner, you're doing everything. I mean, you're wearing 17 hats all the time. You're doing, Mm -hmm. you have to do everything to begin with, especially when funds are tight. But I will tell you, one of the best resources ever for me has been um, Jesse Esparza with the Small Business Development Center, who, which offers free business counseling. And to be able to sit down with this brilliant man that can really help guide you, and it's a completely free service from the state, that helps a ton mm. for your business. In the communication side of things, you might have the best business in the world, but if you forget to tell people about that, it's going nowhere. <laughs> yeah. You might have the best product, the best service, but you have to have strategic communication to talk about what that is. And it goes back to what I was saying before, where you have to understand what the customer's problem is and not what you think the customer's problem is. And so when you're launching and you're going to be doing your communication, you need to have multiple sit downs with what I would call stakeholders or ambassadors and say, if I design this, what would you feel about that? Would it solve a problem for you? If it doesn't, why doesn't it? What else would you prefer to see? But the key or the, um, the feedback that you get is going to serve you much farther forever because you'll be able to see what their problem is and how you can solve it. At the end of the day in communication, if you have one task ahead of you as a business owner or someone going to be a business owner, you need to know that. What problem are you solving in the world? Mm-hmm. Then the social side of things is just key. And the great thing about social is that it is free to get started on it. And there's a lot of great um, free or cheaper things that can help you with it. There's Canva, which is incredible. It's drag and drop graphic design. There's scheduling tools like Agora Pulse. Um, There's ways that you can make social media easier um, and overall communication easier because even though social media is great, you do still need a whole communication strategy for your company. Um, It takes it's a lot of work to stay updated on social media. I mean, it changes daily and we have to adjust to that in that business. Not every business owner is going to have the time to spend five to 10 hours a week in education like our team does. Um, and just the continued, the continued effort it takes to understand communication and how people learn from each other and the psychology of all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, Our clients are incredibly happy with what we do for them because we're able to just bring them sales and they can just put marketing known. It's a, it's check for them. We've got that. We take care of them. 
in the beginning, look at the free items, look at what fits your audience too. Actually, I, I need to talk about that. So um, if you are on Instagram and you love it, but your clients are on Facebook, you need to go over to Facebook. It's much better to find the one outlet where your clients are on and put all your time into that than tiptoe into all of these different mm-hmm. areas. Mm-hmm. And so you need to research, you need to create that customer avatar. Who's your ideal customer? What do they look like? Where do they live? How much income do they have? What's their gender? What's their, um, all of that. I mean, going, creating one bang for your buck client right in the center. Then you need to go out from that and say, what are people like this? And what's my secondary clientele? And then I have this third ring that I call the ambassadors. Who are the people that love you, but don't necessarily need to use your services, but will brag on you. And then you need to love on those people like crazy. I'm talking like gifts all the time of being like, thanks for sending us this client, have a steak dinner on us or things like that. Things that they will do again because you care to thank them for it initially. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's socially too. If someone passes you a lead, tag them on Facebook and say, I am so appreciative for you mm-hmm. because people like to be bragged on. Yeah, definitely. Those are great. And so what point do you say, okay, now I know I, I need to hire someone. I need sure. to like up level because I think we could try and stay. I, I say we, I'm talking about me. <laughs> I, I am, I am like the person where I'm like, well, I can just do that myself. Like, right. oh, I don't find the thing that I like. I can just make it myself or I can right. just do it myself. But then my plate is way too overflowing. And then lots of things get dropped. Like, I'm not doing anything like really, really well because there's too much going on. So what point do you get where you have to pass it off or, you know, build your team, ask for help? Sure. You know, one thing I always laugh at is that we're a marketing firm, but I didn't market ourselves for years. I mean, we had the word of mouth clients and it was working great and I loved it, but I was hesitant to tell my own story. Um, and I was hesitant to market my own company. So first don't feel bad if you're having a hard time marketing yourself, because it's usually the first thing to fall to the wayside, especially in, I mean, 2008 and the economic downtimes, people cut their marketing budget first, usually, which is the thing that brings them sales. It's like, it's it's really like you're just taking the tires off the car or you're just not filling it with gas. Mm -hmm. And so it's really important that you make your marketing and your communication a priority for yourself and your company and your brand. Um, For me, it's really about understanding skill set. Try it. If you think you can do it on your own, absolutely try it. But watch your analytics like crazy and see how many people are engaging with you. How many people are, is it working? Is what you're doing working? For me, I'm great at communication. But when I started my business, I knew right away I was going to outsource accounting because A, I hate that and don't want to spend my time doing it. Mm -hmm. So I knew I'd always put it to the last minute. And B, I knew there were professionals out there that knew what to do so much better than I did. And I'm not going to learn tax code and all of that. I just want a professional to work with. Mm-hmm. So if your skill set is not communicating, if your skill set is accounting or whatever your business is, you need to, when you're building a business, you need to learn early on what is your skill set and what do you need to outsource? And for many people, it is communication. Mm-hmm. And for many good people, it's communication because they really stink at talking about themselves. If they're a good person, that's a humble person. They don't want to talk about this amazing thing that they're working on. They don't want to burden people with that. 
but it's not a burden to tell your story. But sometimes you need an outside perspective to talk about how great you are. And we love to do that. We love to brag on good people, good businesses, and just a caring <laughs> community. I love that. Like, can I pay you, Amy, to talk good about me, please? <laughs> I can talk good about you all day. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Oh, that's awesome. All right. So I we're getting towards the end here. I want to make sure I can ask you my questions. So these are the questions that I ask all of my guests. And the first one is, is what has been the most vital to your growth? You know, I think what's been the most, I have two things. The first one would be recognizing when you need help. I did Talent Co. by myself for a long time, and that's what I needed to do at that point in my business. There was a point I need, if I wanted to grow bigger, I had to bring on more people. And that's a really hard leap to take, especially in this day and age with contractor and employment laws and everything that's changed. And from the emotional aspect of trusting someone else with your, the blood of your work. I mean, you're trusting someone else to be you when you aren't there. And that's a really hard thing to do, but it's been the best change I have ever made in my business to bring on the right people. There was an incident earlier this year where my daughter was in the hospital for three days and it was the scariest season of my life that I've ever had with kids. I mean, she had scalded skin syndrome and her skin was literally coming off from her body and burning itself from the inside out. And I, I couldn't work. I didn't, I didn't care about that at all. I mean, there was nothing that was going to get me to work at that moment, but there was that little thought in my mind of crap work. I mean, work's going on and I'm not there and I'm at at the hospital for three days. Um, but Tabitha, who's our amazing social media strategist, she stepped up and she ran that our company for us. And I came back to be able to come back and take care of my daughter continuously after that. She had handled everything. She had made sure the business kept flowing. She had made sure our clients were happy. She had took care of every possible thing. So I came back to being able to take care of my kids. And mm-hmm. we've, and Tabitha has been with us for some time now, and I love what she's done for our company. She's taken us to a new level. She's done um, amazing things with social media. I mean, this girl kicks butt at her social media ideas and we love her for it. And then to also add another executive assistant to kind of be our catch-all where she and I need help is, is just fantastic. And so hiring someone sooner rather than later is really important. And hiring right is important. I made some errors hiring people, but when you find the right person, you can feel it and you know it, and then you both grow together and it's, mm-hmm. it's fun and it's what we're meant to do. Yeah. I love that. It's good. There was a second one, but I forgot it. <laughs> Wait a minute. What was the second one? (laughs) Well, that one was good. So, (laughs) all right. Number two is what do you want to make sure people know anything? It can be anything, but walking away from this interview, what do you want to make sure they walk away with? If you use the right words and take the time to speak with intention it can change every single part of your life. There's a verse that says um, a word fitly spoken is like an apple of gold in a setting of silver. When you can take the time to be intentional and purposeful with the words you say and let your yes mean yes and your no mean no, and to really think about how that person's going to receive that information, 
I'm telling you, it makes all the difference in the world. Your relationships will get stronger. You'll have more relationships. You'll remove toxic relationships. But we have to remember this is person to person, even online, it's person to person. And we have to remember that everyone has a story and it's your responsibility to understand that. Hmm. I love that. Thank you. All right. Well, moving forward, I know people are going to want to connect with you. And so, yes. So I will have your links in the show notes, but I want you to give everybody just a little rundown of uh, how they can connect with you. I know we've referred to Johnstown a couple of times, but we have listeners all over the world, actually. So we want to be a little more specific. (laughs) Yeah. Let us know. So you can find me, please connect with me personally. I love connecting with people online. So you can find me personally on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, Amy Talent. It has two L's in my last name. So T-A-L-L-E-N-T. And then if you want to connect with me professionally, you can find the talent company at talentco.com, two L's again, or you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn. Awesome. Yes. And you're very involved in your community. Mm-hmm. So people can probably find you around town, different events. To- Always. <laughs> Always. And within my community, I would love for people to come to the council meetings and learn more about their town. Or if you have any question, just shoot me an email, stop by my office. I would love to talk with you. Awesome. So good. All right. We'll get in touch with Amy. She obviously has so much goodness to share. So thank you, Amy, so much for being my guest and for all of these amazing insights and nuggets of wisdom that we can really take and apply to our lives and our businesses moving forward. So thank you. Thank you for having me. I admire you so much and I'm so appreciative of the work you do in this world and so excited to see our friendship continue. Thanks. All right, my friends, what an awesome interview. We absolutely believe in the power of our stories, and we are so very grateful to our guests who have the courage to speak their truth and share their heart, experiences, and light with all of us. If you want more of the WE podcast, make sure you head over to thewespot.com where you can find all of our episodes as well as the WeSpot blog. The We Spot is your go-to spot for growth, connection, authenticity, and encouragement. You can also find us on social media. Head over to the We Spot Facebook and Instagram pages and get plugged in. You can also find me, Sarah Moneras, on my personal Facebook and Instagram pages as well. If you love the We Podcast, we would be thrilled for you to rate the podcast and write us a review. We want as many people as possible to be lifted up in growth and get connected with our community. Also, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss out on new episodes dropping every single week. We can't wait to see you over on social media. Thank you for being here today. It means a lot to us. Remember, your story makes you who you are. Speak your truth, grow constantly, rise above, and always know you are not on this journey alone. See you next time.